This is the Ordinary Christian Podcast, a podcast dedicated to real people like you seeking to live out your Christian faith in the ordinary aspects of everyday life. My name is Craig Thompson, and I'm your host for this podcast. I'm a husband, father, pastor, and writer. I hope that this podcast will help you to use the margins of your everyday life to live more intentionally for Jesus. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Ordinary Christian Podcast. Today on the episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about what a Christian man is. Now, I want to begin by saying that if you have to tell me how manly you are, you probably aren't. My assumption generally is the case that if you have to talk about how manly you are, you're probably not quite as manly as you think you are. Um, but uh, I listened to a podcast uh, a few weeks ago, and it really troubled me and caused me to really want to jump on here and talk just a little bit about some clarifications of what Christian manhood looks like, wrestle with questions like, what is a godly man? In that podcast I listened to, I think it was last week, uh, it told me that godly men, real men, uh, repair roofs and practice football at 12 years old, and they shoot guns. I I try not to be frustrated, but that was hard for me because I I wanted to say first that my daughter can probably outrun your son. He probably shoots straighter than you, and my wife may squat more than you do, but that would have been unkind, so I avoided that. As a matter of fact, I, I just chose at least initially not to respond at all. But I also wanted to respond with the fact that um, really and truly being a godly man doesn't have anything to do with your skills or abilities as a handyman. It doesn't have anything to do with your ability to shoot a gun or to own a gun. Uh, Being a godly man is rooted and measured more in who you are in Christ than it is in what you do as far as fitting within the patterns of of how the world would define masculinity or manhood. Now, I don't want to take away from some of those things that that are traditionally considered to be masculine. I mean, if you want to talk about stereotypical manly or masculine things, I I generally fall into a lot of those categories. You know, I drive a four-wheel drive truck. I own a lot of guns. Um, I, I lift weights for fun, right? I'm I'm that guy. I like to pick up heavy things and put them down. And when I think about the way that I'm raising my children, um, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting my children and, and I enjoy having my children uh, be a part of some of those same sort of uh, recreational activities and hobbies that I have. So, uh, but at the same time, I'm, I'm not reserving the right to shoot to just something I'm training my boys. Uh, my girls can shoot a gun. I'm not reserving the right to be handy around the house only to my boys. I'm certainly not reserving the right to be athletic to just my boys. I, I, I've got competitive little girls, and I've got one daughter in particular that's super competitive, and she outruns most of the boys who want to race with her. Now, they're not less masculine because they get outran by her, and she's not somehow less feminine because she outruns them. She's simply fulfilling uh, part of her purpose in the world. God's given her some athletic ability, and for her to not use that would not be being faithful to the person that God has designed her to be. So if masculinity is not primarily defined by how much weight I can pick up, or how fast I can run, or how tall my truck is, or how many guns I own, 
then what is masculinity defined by? Number one, but number two, what are we doing in the church if we're not defining masculinity by something other than what the world's defining masculinity by? Um, manhood isn't measured in all of these things. Instead, godly men are just that. They are men who love Jesus. Now, what if this man who loves Jesus doesn't own a gun? Is he less manly? Probably not. Now, I say probably because uh, more than anything, I just want to kind of poke fun at some of my friends who might listen to this who are not gun gun owners. Uh, But one of my dearest friends on planet Earth is not a gun guy. Uh, He loves Jesus. He provides well for his family. He raises his children to love and honor the Lord. He cares for his wife, and he leads her well. He does all of those things that a man should do, but he does not fit within some of those categories that are traditionally assigned to men. Um, Why? Because being a godly man is not contingent upon fulfilling this picture of masculinity that has been built around an American ideal. Now, do I want to take away from some of those things? Should men be tough? Absolutely. Should men have have grit? Absolutely. Should we train our boys to do hard things and to lead well? Absolutely. But it's not the case that those things are reserved only to men. The primary marker for masculinity and for men is the willingness to accept and take responsibility for leading our wives and our families. The primary marker for men is that men are willing to accept that responsibility and all of the challenges that come along with it. But, um, but what, what then D- does define a godly man. My favorite book on uh, masculinity, on, on godly men, is, is by R. Kent Hughes. And Kent Hughes, it's called, <laughs> magically, uh, Disciplines of a Godly Man. Um, and when I open that book, the, the table of contents really gives me most of the things that I need. Um, and and he, he gives these as the chapters Um, And each chapter is sort of a discipline that men should have, um, that men should have the discipline of purity, that godly men should have the discipline of marriage and of fatherhood and of friendship, that they should have the discipline of mind and of devotion and of prayer and of worship, that they should have the discipline of integrity, they should have the discipline of their own tongues, they should have the discipline of work, they should have the discipline of perseverance. In addition to those, godly men should have the discipline of church and of leadership and of giving, of witness and of ministry. Interestingly, as we consider what the disciplines of godly men are, they are disciplines of godliness, an attentiveness to the things of the Lord and to making a difference in the world for Christ. Now, I, I don't want to suggest that there's no difference between men and women. There absolutely is a difference. Men have the unique responsibility from the Lord to lead. And leadership primarily means to protect our, our wives and our families. Now, I like to explain to people that what that means more than anything else is that I'm the one that takes a bullet for my family. Leadership is taking responsibility and giving credit. And so men 
take responsibility. Anything that goes wrong is their fault, and they just have to own that responsibility and then give credit for the good things that happen in their families and in their lives. They give that credit to their wives and even to their children, and most importantly, to the work of God in their family. I want to encourage men to be men, to step up and to lead and to own that responsibility. But I also want to just uh, really shy away from this picture of masculinity that says that we have to do certain things to prove our manhood. Now, I couldn't help but laugh as I listened to two grown men sort of talk like 14-year-old boys about how it is to be more manly. And I'm I'm really not trying to be overly critical, but uh, let's just be careful that we don't paint this picture of manhood that's not a biblical picture of manhood, number one. And then number two, let's be really careful that we don't create these hard categories, right? Um there's not necessarily a set of man skills and woman skills. My daughter wants to kill a deer this year. She's been trying for a couple years. She's missed, but she's not less feminine because she wants to hunt with her dad. I have the opportunity to do that with her. Uh, Nor is my son somehow more manly because he has shot a deer. That doesn't make him more manly than somebody who hasn't. It just makes him a kind of guy who's interested in different sorts of things, right? So if if you're a guy and you've got a heart for chess and that's kind of where you're focused, but you're focused on doing chess well and loving Jesus well and leading your family well, uh, you've not cashed in your man card here. You've not given it up. Now, um, I, I just I just want to really lean into that uh, with a full understanding that I personally embody a, a particular kind of masculinity. Um, and, and that particular kind of masculinity is the kind of masculinity that likes to, as I mentioned, uh, shoot guns, drive trucks, and pick up heavy things. But that's not the only kind of masculinity. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's not the most important thing. When I stand before the Lord one day, he couldn't care less about my bench press or my deadlift. He doesn't care about the deer that I shot. And when it's all said and done, and I'm looking back over my life, I'll not look at my children and be most proud that I trained my boys how to build something or that I trained them how to run fast. But folks, I will be thrilled to death if I've taught them to love Jesus, and if they've grown up to be the kind of men who love Jesus well and lead their families well, I'll be thrilled if my daughters grow up to be the kind of ladies who love Jesus well and serve well within their churches and serve their families well. Those are the things that will bring me the greatest joy. And those will be the primary markers that I will look back upon to help me to understand that I have accomplished the goals that I needed to have as a godly man. Because first and foremost is the godly part. And the man part comes afterward. And folks, my primary responsibility as a man is to be a husband and a father. And everything else that falls out underneath of that is secondary. So I encourage you, be godly men, be godly women, but you don't have to fit within a particular mold to be that. Be what God has called you to be. Use the gifts that God's given you and glorify Him with the skills and the abilities that He's given to you and with the passions that He's put within you. And in that process, you're going to have the opportunity to be the godly man or the godly woman that God created you to be. 
I appreciate you tuning in today. I hope this is beneficial. And if it brings about more questions and answers, uh, shoot me an email, uh, send me a text message. I'd love to talk with you about it. Um, and and, and I, we can we can wrestle through these things together. Are you, are you manly if you can pick up 500 pounds? Sure, why not? Are you less manly if you can't? Probably not. And that's just okay because God has different different goals for each of us. And he's given us all different abilities. So I hope that you'll use the abilities that God's given you in your ordinary life to do extraordinary things for the glory of God and for the expansion of his kingdom. Have a great day and I'll see you again next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Ordinary Christian Podcast. I hope that you will use the information in this podcast to encourage you to love Jesus in the ordinary aspects of your daily life. Jesus surrounded himself with very ordinary people who made a difference in the world because of their Savior. You can make a difference too. If you would like to read more of my writings or find other podcasts, you can find information about me on my website at www.craigthompson.org. For information about Malvern Hill Baptist Church and sermons from our church, you can go to our website at www.malvernhill.org. Until next time, use the ordinary margins of your life to make an extraordinary difference in the world around you.